Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 on the Prismatic Academy podcast. I'm Chrissy Marie, and this is a place where we explore the vastness of human potential and explore health, wealth, happiness, and freedom and ask ourselves what else is possible as conscious co-creators. Now, I have to admit that this week I felt a little bit of lack of inspiration, so I thought I'd open it up to a Q&A session from a few of our listeners and followers. And this week I will share a question from Brian. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Here is my response and insights. And let me know what you guys think. All right, so our first two questions come from Brian, and he asks, what can we do to help ourselves with regard to relationships, family, friends, and even romantic? More specifically, is there anything we can do with regard to difficult family dynamics, such as dealing with aging parents and declining health or animosity among family members? I also know that energy and issues can persist through family lineages, so is there a way to break this flow or somehow redirect it to make it more positive to avoid them? All right, well, let's see, because I have more recent experience with uh, the energy and family lineages, let's start with that. So when it comes to the energetics through family lineage, there's something called the family loom. And I like to participate in group events. They're called Family Constellation Therapies. And basically what it is, it's really setting this stage and platform where a few volunteers come in and they're assigned roles, uh, mostly blind. And they kind of act out the energies that are taking place. And the person who is asking the question and the facilitator get to kind of see how these dynamics play out and it's super hard to explain but super incredible to experience it's definitely one of those things that you have to experience to understand but I'll try to explain what I mean by this here so sometimes what happens in families is you know whenever there is an unfortunate death or a family member turns out to be like a murderer or you know, commit something awful or kind of just gets ostracized or kicked out of the family tribe, um, what happens is the next generation of family members don't speak of this. And all of the following generations never even know what happened within their family lineage. So if you did have somebody who, you know, had a traumatic death or... Um, committed something that is just not socially acceptable, you're more than likely never going to hear about it and know about it. Except when we come in as children, we are hypersensitive. We are hyper aware of the energies that are going on around us. And what happens is when we are little and we're kind of in this theta phase where this theta brainwave phase, you know, uh, before the age of six, we're really just absorbing everything from our environment. Um, and everything we're told is truth. And everything we pick up and feel and experience is 
experienced as truth because we don't have the filters in place to be able to discern what is truth, what is not truth, what belongs to me, what doesn't belong to me. And so what ends up happening in a lot of cases are is as children, we notice that some energy needs to be healed within our family line and we tend to take it on. And what happens then is that subcon on a, mostly on a subconscious level, we end up acting out whatever this energy was that we're trying to heal. So if you ever have those moments where you know you feel a um, little off or not like yourself or that you have this pattern or behavior or program running that doesn't really make sense to you, sometimes it can come from the energy that you're trying to heal from your family. And what I would highly recommend people doing is actually engaging in these family constellation therapies um, just because it's really one it's really unique and super powerful and very healing but also because you can't really heal what you aren't able to have an awareness of so these family constellation therapies actually help with that and help you understand you know why you were behaving this way why this program was running and once you have that awareness, that's usually enough to release it or at least give you a map where you can know what the next steps are to take. So they're super helpful. Um, in regard to relationships, <laughs> I think that that's a very broad question because we are social creatures and our tribes matter a lot to us. Uh, in terms of let's see, family dynamics. What was super helpful for me was developing this understanding that nothing is personal. Um, everybody is going through their own shit. Everybody is acting from their own programs, patterns, and behaviors. And just like you, it was probably given to them too. And they just don't have the same tools that you do to be able to shed awareness, shine a light on, on these issues in order to heal them. So I think one of the most helpful things that I've done in my life um, that has just tremendously helped me with other people and relating to other people is really being focused on myself and giving people the space to be their own self and really just honoring that, honoring their journey. And this was a hard lesson for me. And I guess I can give an example here is, you know, um, there's an eight year difference between myself and my younger sister. And I remember just coming back from college and she was in her late teens and she's about to look into college and what was happening there was she was looking for, you know, financial aid. She was also looking to live on her own. And I remember just wanting to mother her <laughs> and to do everything for her, you know, to tell her, I learned these lessons. I fought hard for this. I figured out how to get financial aid. I figured out how to live on my own. You do this, this, and this. And what essentially was happening there was I was assuming the position of knowing what's best for her. And that is an absolute fallacy. Like there's no way that I could ever know what is best for her. So the only thing that I really could do is just be supportive and just 
offer advice when she needed it, but let her be and let her figure out her own journey um, to catch her if she stumbles and falls, if she wanted that, as opposed to imposing myself upon her. So I think taking yourself out of the equation when it comes to other people um, has been really, really helpful for me. So honoring another person's journey is super important and knowing how you want to show up, who you want to be is also super important. And I think what has really, really helped me, not just in family dynamics and relationships with my family members, but also in any relationship is being able to meet someone where they're at. And I think that that's something that I can expand upon just a little bit because I think when it comes to relationships, especially our personal relationships, romantic ones, relationships that we are really invested in or that are really, really a part of who we are, it can become difficult to not see what we expect others to be and to not see potential in others and want to operate from that place. And I think that that was probably what I really, really struggled with before when it came to romantic relationships is I was always the type of person who would see the potential in somebody and I would treat that person from that space of seeing potential as opposed to where they're at. And this creates a weird chaotic dynamic in a lot of ways because one you're not being in the present you're not seeing a person for who they are right now in this moment and when you set these standards of who you want them to be it creates a lot of hurt because that person more than likely really wants to live up to and meet those standards but they're just not in a position to do that yet and so it hurts them because they're not able to fulfill your desires and your wishes. And it also hurts you because you end up disappointed. But in reality, it all stemmed from you. So meeting a person from where they're at, um, I think would really, really help when it comes to relationships. Another thing is, I guess, in romantic relationships, just to button up, um, my final thoughts on this question is something that I have come to learn over maybe the past year <laughs> in being single. For those of you who don't know, I am recently divorced and um, just kind of throwing myself back into the dating space more recently. And what I found was that I didn't want the kind of relationship where I was filling a void for somebody else and they were filling a void for me. So it was like two halves trying to make a whole and it was kind of like this tit-for-tat dynamic of I do this for you so that you do this for me because I can't seem to be able to do this for myself. And one day I realized that I just I didn't want to operate from that space anymore. I wanted to show up as a complete person and Whatever I needed to work on, I wanted to own my own shit. I wanted to take accountability for that. So the goal in my relationships now is really coming from instead of a 0.5 plus 0.5 equals 1, it's 1 plus 1 equals 2. I wanted something greater. I wanted to be a whole person myself and find somebody else who was 
committed to being a whole person themselves so that when we come together, we create something even greater. So um, that's just my two cents on that. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on it and how you approach it because, of course, I am definitely not the relationship expert, but this is what I'm looking at and playing with right now. And to answer your second question, Brian, is with regard to direction and purpose. I know we have passions and beliefs that drive us and we can easily push to develop a career to make a living. Is there any way to know what it is that we are truly supposed to be doing with our lives? We read stories about people that give up everything to chase some dream or dedicate themselves to a noble purpose and it all sounds so romantic, but is there any way to figure out what we're meant for? Any way to determine if we should chase a dream or whether we are better served staying put and waiting for someone else, or if we could reach our potential from where we are. Oh man, the existential question. What are we here for? What is our purpose? And how do we know what our purpose is? I think that this is something that people spend their entire lives searching for, and sometimes in vain, but really not. It's We're all searching for our purpose and what we're meant to do here. And so... Just to give you a little bit of insight as an intuitive, when I was reading through this question, when I was reading um, the part where you're asking whether we should stay put or whether we can push to develop a career, I kind of got this icky feeling. And I think that that feeling in itself is a really, really good indicator. So when you're in alignment with your purpose, you kind of get this yes. It feels very expansive in your chest, in your heart. It feels like you can breathe more easier and you don't really care how it's going to happen. It's just, it thrills you and it lights you up. And anything that goes against that kind of feels like this, ugh, like this icky kind of gross, I don't really want to. It's not a big yes. So paying attention to that, I think is really, really important. Also, so I think when it comes to finding your purpose, comparison to others is really detrimental to a person because, I mean, on the one hand, it could inspire you. You could want to be like that person. You could want to live the life that they have and wish that you figured it out. But at the same time, it also puts you down because it sheds an awareness on where you're not and how you are not pursuing your freedom and how you are not living the life that you want to live. So with that, I would recommend that you definitely stop comparing yourself to others and really take the time to ask yourself what you really want. And don't be surprised if that is a difficult question to answer and don't expect yourself to know what that is. I don't think it's um, very common for us to actually take a step back and ask ourselves and make these conscious decisions around what we really want out of life. And I think what's really important to realize is you are here in the present, in the now. You have this one life. Your time is limited. You can always make more of everything else. You can make more opportunity. You can make more money. But what you can't make more of is time. So being really aware of that and 
knowing the value of that and honestly just once you figure it out even if it's through figuring out what you definitely don't want that points you closer to what you do want once you settle on what you do want or what you think you want just fucking do it you have the rest of your life to try and figure it out to try and be a grown-up which is so much fun (laughs) please note the sarcasm but really take the opportunity if you have it right now especially to figure out who you are and what you really really enjoy in life and follow it like follow your passion because everything else will follow everything else will fall in line and that does take an element of courage and it does take an element of trust because usually (laughs) it's just one of our challenges in life uh, when it comes to following our passions our social cultural structures at least here in the u.s is definitely not designed for us to be free thinkers to be conscious co-creators we are designed to fall in line we're not we're not taught to think critically and i think that now is the most opportune time more than ever to really get real with yourself and just a quick second to go back to comparing yourself to others it's really important to have this awareness that what you see especially online you know whether you are trolling other people's facebook profiles or their linkedins and learning about all of the incredible things that they're doing and the amazing places that they're going to it's really important to know that that is just the highlight reel like you aren't led into the behind the scenes to the trials and tribulations to the sleepless nights to the endless journaling to the endless networking to the real challenges it takes to really make this happen and so it's important to not romanticize other people's lives and really really focus on your own and what you want to create and what you want to build so i can't exactly tell you any you know solid steps when it comes to finding your passion and purpose but i will say that it does start with a sense of awareness and having an open heart and open mind and looking at yourself honestly and making conscious choices every single day practice making conscious choices do i like this do i not does this bring me joy does it not and if it doesn't decide what you're going to do about it don't just accept it so i hope those answered your questions uh brian (laughs) i hope that that added some value to what you're pondering and considering for your life right now And with that, I would definitely like to thank you so much for your questions, and I will see you guys next time. Cheers, everyone.